Welcome to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life with Tanya Penny. Listen in and learn how to use new mind, body, and spirit wisdom and supportive tools to move beyond your fears, self-doubts, and limiting beliefs. Tanya is devoted to helping you heal pain, illness, and trauma so you can enjoy a healthy body and balanced lifestyle. You deserve to fully live your passionate, purposeful life with abundance and freedom. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Vibrant Body and Abundant Life podcast, an inspiring, empowering series where some of the world's cutting edge mind, body, spirit, healers, coaches, and leaders are coming together to share with you their wisdom, their tools, so that you can move beyond fear, self-doubt, limiting beliefs, and heal your pain, illness, and trauma. I am your host, Tanya Penny, and I'm here because I'm devoted to supporting you to have a healthy body, a peaceful mind, a balanced life, so you can fully live your passionate, purposeful life with abundance and ultimate freedom. And today, I'm excited to share my wisdom and tools with you. We again are going to be diving into cultivating self-love and worth, which I think is a very important topic, very important key to healing really anything in your life, whether it's an illness, whether it's breakdown with money, um, relationships, your purpose. So we're going to be going about 60 minutes today, and I'll be taking a few questions at the end, as always. And if you're on the phone, you can raise your hand star two at really any time during the call. And if you're on the webcast, you can submit your questions at the bottom of the screen. And again, towards the end of the call, I'll go ahead and pick a few. Okay, so I'm just gonna make sure the Q&A box is working. If someone on the webcast can let me know that, that would be great. I know there was a little trouble with it the other day. All right. So for those of you who are new to me and this podcast, I'm an occupational therapist by degree. I'm an author of Connecting with the Divine You and a Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Coach. And really what I love to do is teach, empower, and support really anyone that is ready to move beyond their fear and doubt people that are ready to heal their chronic illness and trauma. I tend to attract a lot of healers and coaches or those that are meant to be um, healers, including Western medicine people. And um, yeah, I just am very passionate about sharing what worked for me. And many of the people, hundreds, maybe thousands of people I've worked with to heal, whether it's anxiety, depression, weight, autoimmune disorders. I had MS. I'll be talking a little bit more about that. And um, yeah, I work with my people via programs, retreats. I have certifications. I work with people one-on-one and in group. So that's just a little bit about about me and um, why I'm here. So I guess today I want to start with a little bit about my journey to self-love. You know, you may be thinking, well, why is she teaching on this? <laughs> um, we teach what we need, right? I firmly believe that, and that's been um, true for me and most of the people that I work with. Um, Laura says, hi, Tanya. Oh, good, it's working. Hi, Laura. So glad you're here. Webcast is working. So a little bit about my journey um, to self-love. So... I really was at about, I always like my clients to rate rate themselves on a scale of 1 to 10 um, on the different keys of the Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Blueprint. And of course, today we're talking about self-love and worth. So when I started my journey into self-love, I was probably a 1 or a 2 on a 1 to 10 scale, 10 being 100%. And um, I really had a lot of self-hatred. I had a lot of hatred towards my body, just really towards all parts of me. I really beat myself up for my past. 
I beat myself up for current quote unquote breakdowns that I had. And um, yeah, I just was really, had a really harsh inner critic. So why did I have that? I think that's important. A lot of us wonder why are we, why do we struggle so much with self-love? And if I look back at my childhood, and I always say I like to look back, but look back, but don't stare, right? Sometimes it is helpful to look back and see, wow, this is what I experienced, and that's why I'm having these breakdowns today. And not to blame anybody or anything in our past, including ourselves, but just to get an awareness of, wow, this is where it came from. Um, I had parents that were very young when they had me. They were 18. Uh, they were not ready, really, to be parents. I was an oops. Um, my father was very perfectionistic, very critical, not only of himself, but other people, um, including me and my mom. So that really set me up because um, we know that what is modeled for us growing up and how we were treated or not treated growing up has a lot to do with how much we love ourselves right now and how worthy we feel. So I was being criticized a lot, as was my mom. My dad also had the pattern of doing, 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 going, going, going. You could not rest until all the work was done. And quite honestly, is work ever really done? <laughs> we always have things to do. So not only did I have the perfection model growing up, um, but I also had that what I call superhuman syndrome, where you just go, 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 do, 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 push yourself um, for many reasons. And I'll talk about those later. I also had the model of a mom who didn't show a lot of self-love. She was really hard on herself, too. Um, she really struggled with depression and anxiety. And um, she didn't stick up for herself when my dad or me, when my, oh, she tried, I should say, but she didn't do a really good job of, of setting boundaries and sticking up for herself when my father was verbally abusive, which was on a daily basis. So that was kind of what I took as my normal, right? It's normal for women to be verbally abused or husbands to abuse their wives and to put up with that. Um, my mom was also a big people pleaser. She put herself last a lot, and not just with me and my dad, but with her family um, and just with other people in her life. She was not good at setting and keeping healthy boundaries, and she has had a big people pleaser thing going on, um, plus being hard on herself. So, so I really saw my parents struggle with what I call those three Ps, people pleasing, pretending to be superhuman, and perfection. And those are all big blocks to self-love, right? Because if you're beating up on yourself all the time, if you're constantly doing, pushing yourself, going beyond your limits, that's not loving. And neither is putting other people's wants, needs, and desires always before your own, trying to make other people happy at the expense of yourself. So those were the patterns I started to instill, right? I started to take on growing up. I moved into, and then, well, to add, I'm going to just add to that, I had a lot of trauma and abuse um, besides my dad being a perfectionist and being really critical. Um, I also experienced sexual abuse um, by some older cousins. And anytime we are abused, whether it's verbal, physical, or sexual, what happens is we take on the belief that because those things happen to us, that we must not be lovable, there must be something wrong with us, we must not be worthwhile, or we wouldn't be abused. So that's one of the big belief systems you know, we work on changing. I had to work on changing, and we work on changing in all of my programs, and I'll get into more of that later in today's call. So let's see what else is important. Um, 
So in college, I was really hard on myself. I allowed people to continue to abuse me because that was my normal growing up. My cousins did it. My dad abused my mom verbally, you know, and I was verbally abused by him as well. So I attracted men into my life that were also abusive, and I stayed with them. Um, The man who date raped me when I was 15, I continued to stay with for four years because I believed I didn't deserve any better. He actually told me that, and I believed him. And because abuse was normal, I just, yeah, and I didn't even tell anybody that he did that. Um, So I had a long string of abusive male relationships into my early adulthood. Um, In college, and then when I got into occupational therapy as my job, I continued to push myself too hard physically for sure, and then beating up on myself mentally, um, letting other people abuse me, Um, friendships that weren't always honoring, giving my time, energy, and money up, and really putting myself last. I struggled with anxiety and depression big time. And then really my wake-up call when I was 29, I got diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And um, for about three years, I went on the Western medical route. And then I had a wake-up call one day that I guess I can call it a spiritual voice, my higher self, that said there was another way. And that is when I really started to look at the underlying cause of MS and really autoimmune diseases and anxiety and depression and really all of it, excess weight, pain, headaches, and ultimately really seeing that autoimmune disorders have to do with you attacking yourself. So I really started to look at all the ways I was not loving myself ultimately. I was attacking myself. I wasn't loving myself. And um, it was quite surprising. Um, It it made me quite sad to see, um, because really, when that's your model growing up, as it is for many of us, and again, we're not blaming our parents or other adults in our life, because they were doing their best. They had the same, you know, unhealthy model, self-love model or blueprint growing up, likely, and so they were just doing what they learned as well. So we're not here to blame our parents or anybody else. Um, it's really just to see why why so many of us struggle with self-love and worth. So now that we have this awareness, and many of you listening today or have listened the past couple of days, or even I see many of my clients are on this call today, current clients, and the truth is many people work with me for a couple of years on this self-love and worth piece. It's, it's really, it goes really deep. And it's such deep conditioning to not love ourselves and not feel worthy or good enough that it does, it can take time to heal it, right? And I'm going to be getting into how you can, how you can do that today. Because people can say love yourself, and if you didn't have a healthy role model growing up, you can be like, I don't know what that looks like. I don't even know what that means. And the best, sometimes my best intentions for doing that, all of a sudden I find myself falling back into those old unloving patterns. And how do I shift those? How do I change my actions? How do I change my self-talk? So there's a couple different areas we want to look at when it comes to self-love. One of them is looking at what do you think and believe about yourself, about your lovability, about your worth, Um, really listening to your self-talk, okay? And what words, so just besides your thoughts and beliefs, next, what words, looking at your words, what comes out of your mouth about yourself? So do you often find yourself saying, I should? Um, It's a big joke in my community. Uh, We we really want to not should on ourselves. (laughs) It's like shitting on ourselves. So when you find yourself saying the word should, that is not loving, and I recommend you switch it to could, right? Or I shouldn't have done this. I could have done this differently. We also look at what toxic emotions are we holding on to about ourselves? Shame, blame, 
guilt, anger at self, and then looking at our daily actions. So our thoughts and beliefs, our words, our emotions, and then our actions. Okay. Those are the, the main pieces that we need to have awareness of. And again, not beating yourself up when you become aware of that you've been having these you know, not loving or even toxic thoughts, words, emotions, and beliefs, um, sorry, and actions, um, not beating yourself up for that, just really having that awareness first because we can't change anything we're not aware of. So just saying, wow, you know, these, these things are not loving. They're actually toxic, and they are probably even causing my disease or illness and having a breakdown, whether it's money, whether it's love, whether it's your career, um, just knowing that that's, we need the, the awareness in order to change it. And what I really love to teach, we're going to get into some of it today, and then I really teach it in all of my programs, is we're learning to not just love ourselves, but to actually parent ourselves, giving ourselves the acceptance and love maybe we didn't get from one or both parents, fully growing up, okay? And some of us are still trying to get it from people that have never been able to give it to us. And that's something that really needs to change too because ultimately we can't control others. We can't force them to treat us in certain ways even though we can set boundaries and one boundary might be to not talk to a person if they are abusive. Um, not honoring or not loving you in a respectful way, right? But ultimately, we need to give that love and acceptance to ourselves and to parent ourselves, parent that inner child. And I'm going to do a little healing process with you a little later in the call um, that'll give you that'll give you an example of how to do that. Because again, if we didn't get it growing up, it's really hard to know how to do something you didn't learn that wasn't modeled for you. So don't beat yourself up for not knowing how to love yourself, <laughs> right? Because that's, that's going against what we want to do. It's going against what we want to do. All right. So let's see. Where do we want to go next? So what is, what is loving yourself? look like on a daily basis so what are some loving actions and then we're also going to get into shifting those beliefs because here's the deal it's the beliefs we hold around our lovability and worth and what we think we deserve that keeps us stuck in certain unloving actions and unloving unkind words right that we talked about just a few minutes ago So yeah, let's actually, let's go ahead and talk about the beliefs first. So it's not just becoming aware of the beliefs. It's actually for most of us learning tools to shift them as well. So given your experience growing up, what might you believe about your love and worth? What beliefs might you hold about yourself and your lovability and your worth? So I definitely had the belief I'm not good enough. I don't deserve time, love, and attention because I didn't, that one came from, my dad didn't really spend a lot of time with me um, growing up. Like he was in the house, but he didn't actually spend a lot of time with me, if that makes sense. So, you know, I tended to pick up men or attract men that didn't really show up for me kind of like my dad didn't, right? So I don't deserve time, love, and attention. I'm not worthy. I deserve to be punished or abused, given the, um, the sexual abuse and the verbal abuse I had. Um, what else? Um, let's talk about some of the three P beliefs. So, because these really feed, right, the perfection, people pleasing, and pretending to be super. These are the patterns that cause us to not love ourselves and act in loving ways as well. So, I had a belief that I had to do things perfectly in order to get love, in order to be good enough. 
I had a belief that I had to please others. I had to make others happy, do what they wanted in order to get love. I had a belief that I had to push myself, overachieve, um, superhuman belief, right, in order to be good enough, in order to receive love. Um, Many people listening, many people on the planet have that belief that I have to do you know, all of these things in order to be worthy and lovable. So those are some of the three P beliefs that you might need to work with, right? So once we have the awareness of the beliefs, what do we do with those? So again, yes, it's helpful just to know that you hold those beliefs. The next thing you want to do is write down an opposite truth whether you believe it today or not. Opposites might be, I am lovable and worthwhile. So some of you might call these affirmations. I call them opposite truths or opposite beliefs or truths. Um, I'm worthy because I was born. <laughs> like that proves your worth, right? I don't have to do anything to be worthwhile. I don't have to please others to get love. Right? That's not the kind of love you want to attract is somebody that you have to please in order for them to give you love, love with string attached. It's necessary to give myself love. Right? It's necessary to put my needs, wants, and desires first. It's necessary for me to love and take care of and nurture myself. Another big one is it's selfish. Right? If I put myself first, I'm selfish, which really Self-care is not selfish, it's self-love, right? So finding that opposite belief, right, or belief. So you're probably going to have many, like me and most of my clients, so write down an opposite truth to each one, and you might see some repeats. And then what you want to do on a daily basis, there's a couple ways that I continue to work on shifting the belief. Um, I use my guided therapeutic meditation practices. So those of you in my free community, um, you can go sign up if you haven't yet, the Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Starter Kit. Uh, There's a free guided meditation practice, a bonus class actually on creating yourself a blueprint, which goes even deeper into what I'm teaching today. And then those of you, of course, that are in my my paid programs, um, and I have one open right now, the Self-Love and Trust Program, you're going to get specific therapeutic meditation practices where I actually take you through shifting those beliefs and planting the seeds for the truth and what you desire. That's one of the ways I work on shifting my beliefs daily. Another way that I do it is in the morning before I even get out of bed, I affirm and visualize and feel those opposite truths. I also get up and write them down, okay? So I journal every morning and I write down the opposite truths of the beliefs that I need to work with. I do it again later in the day or at bedtime as well. So I use a guided therapeutic meditation practice midday and again at bedtime as I fall asleep. And I do it through writing, affirming, and visualizing. So this isn't something that I just did once and it shifted for me. And many people say, well, where are you now in your self-love scale? I'm probably at a eight and a half to nine most days out of 10. I've had to do a lot of, a lot of conscious work on it, though. It's daily practice, you guys, in order to shift it. Okay. So those are some of the tools that I use to shift my beliefs on a daily basis. They're simple. And um, really, it's just making a little bit of time daily to show up for yourself. And that is part of my self-love, my daily self-love practice, is taking the time to work on shifting those limiting or negative beliefs that, in this case, are keeping me from loving myself and feeling 100% worthy and deserving of abundance, okay, including love, including money, including support, guidance, etc. So some of the other daily self-love practices or actions that I use. So for me, and this is going to be a little bit different for everyone, but I eat 
three healthy meals a day. You know, and healthy for me is mostly protein and veggies and not a lot of the other stuff. Even though I, I have, in my programs, I teach 80-20 rule. 80% quote unquote good for you, 20% kind of the, you know, the stuff that isn't very healthy for a lot of people. So I let myself have a little chocolate every day, have a little alcohol or coffee, like, you know, 80-20 rule. I get outside every day and move my body. You know, I really love to trail run. I love to hike. I love being out in nature. It's been very healing for me. So that's part of my self-love practice is I make time to get out every single day in nature and move my body, um, even if it's 20 minutes. You know, some days it's 20 minutes, some days it's 60 minutes, some days it's three hours, right? It just depends on how I'm feeling and what my schedule looks like. I take a, as I mentioned before, I take a midday recharge break or nap. And again, sometimes it's 15 minutes, sometimes it's 60 minutes, it's just depending on my day and what I feel like I need each day. Let's see what else I use. Um, when I wake up every morning, one of my self-love practices is to take a little time to journal. And that really helps me to connect with all parts of me and accept what I find. So that's a self-love practice that I do on a daily basis. So I look at daily, but I also you know, really look at weekly, monthly. So let's see. Something that I do weekly that's a self-love practice is I go out and do things that bring me a lot of joy. Like I love live music. I love going out to dinner. So you know, whether it's with my friend or a sweetie. So I make time every week to go out, have a date with my sweetie, have a friend date, go to live music, go to dinner. That's part of my self-love, right, is, is going out and doing things that bring me joy, but also, also surrounding myself with people. This is part of self-love, surrounding myself with people who accept me and love me and respect me for who I am, right? They don't judge me, criticize me. Um, they don't shit on me, tell me I should be different. They don't use me in other ways and abuse me. Um, so those are some things that I've really had to practice as well, right, is putting up some boundaries with people um, as an act of self-love, which so it meant hanging out with some people less because they were draining on me talking to some people less or just not physically, um, you know, going and visiting people or hanging out with them, you know, actual time spent. Um, for me, I really have to keep an eye on my, my work schedule because I do have that tendency to be superhuman, uh, fall into that pattern and overwork. And I do love what I do, but still, even if you love what you do, you guys, you need to have that work, rest, and play balance. Okay, so a lot of us, our schedules are full. And one of the most loving things you can do is to actually clear your schedule and give yourself some more downtime. And actually, if you have a chronic illness, that is essential to healing. It is loving and essential to healing to give yourself some downtime. Right, so space in your schedule, not constantly doing, time for rest naps, time for play. But I think one that most of my clients struggle with, and I did too, is I was either working or playing. I didn't have enough downtime or rest in my schedule. And that was something that I really had to add in more and more in order to love myself, in order to heal. So if that's you, you know, I really recommend actually putting blocks of time like scheduling out blocks of time in your schedule on a daily basis. Like I'm only going to work this many hours. I'm going to schedule this for play and I'm going to have this time for rest. So midday, I have an hour to two hours for lunch, meditation, a meditation nap, my journaling in the morning. I have about 30 minutes to an hour set aside as well as movement. Um, and I have time for other restful activities, whether it's going to get a massage once a month or body work. 
um, going to the float tank, going to a yoga class or a meditation class. Um, those are just some other pieces that I put in. Traveling for me, I really love traveling. So part of my self-love blueprint is I schedule time to travel. I go camping at least once a month. Um, I go on a big trip a couple times a year. So those are also some self-love practices that I've had to build in. Um, gosh, what else? Looking, I think looking at money, I think that's a big one for a lot of us too, money and self-love. So <laughs> am, I, am I not being loving to myself with money? So for me, I used to, I actually used to overspend and overgive in order to feel worthy in order to receive love from others. So that's something I've really had to work on in order to more fully love myself is not overgive and not overspend, right? So really looking at my money, learning how to, um, you know, manage and grow the money that I have, and even opening to receiving more money, right? But believing I'm worthy of receiving more money, asking for more money for my programs, um, when I was working in the hospital, asking for a raise. And um, actually, that's interesting. One of the things I had to do moving to work and self-love is it, they weren't paying me very good for what I was doing at the hospital. You know, I'd started this meditation program, and it was bringing them in a lot of money that they would not have otherwise made. And um, I asked for a raise. And it was only $3 an hour, which is like nothing, really. And they said no. So in order to fully love myself, I had to leave that job. And that's when I decided to go out and start my own healing coaching business. So for some of you listening, in order to fully love yourself, you may need to find a different job. You may need to ask for a raise. Um, you may need to get into something completely different than what you're doing because you really don't love what you're doing. It's really not fulfilling for you anymore. So again, looking at all these different aspects of how we love ourselves or not love ourselves is really, really important, right? Again, our beliefs and our thoughts, our words, the things we say to ourselves, releasing those toxic emotions, shame, blame, and guilt, the guided therapeutic meditation practices help you to do that as well. Right. They help you to do that as well. Um, feeling and releasing those negative emotions you're holding. Shame, blame, guilt. Those are huge ones that can cause a lot of um, toxicity in our minds and our bodies. So really learning how to release those and then looking at our actions daily, weekly, monthly, the people we surround ourselves with, uh, how we let people treat us and talk to us. Um, our work that we do, our money, and um, gosh, I think I touched on, on all of them, making enough time for your passions or your play, having that balance of work, rest, and play. Uh, again, most of you need more time built into your schedule for what I call restful or downtime activities. Um, yeah, so those are just some little nuggets that you guys can get started with. And again, you don't have to change everything at once. You know, all or nothing, that's the perfection piece that we want to move out of. And just really baby steps, making small changes every day, making time in your schedule every day to take these, you know, take these small steps and to use the tools that are going to help you to shift your beliefs, that are going to help you to take care of your body and mind so that you can begin to shift out of those patterns, those thoughts, those patterns, those actions that are toxic and not loving of yourself. So I want to take you, I think I'm feeling guided to take you through a mini, I call it like a mini healing practice, and it's going to help you to love yourself and give love to that inner child who maybe didn't feel lovable or worthy growing up. and I'm going to take you there, and then I'm going to open up for a few questions. 
Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Okay, so first of all, I'm going to have you get in a comfortable position, whether it's sitting or lying down. And if you're listening, hopefully you're not driving. Um, if you're not driving, hopefully, eyes closed. And I'm going to have you start just by following your breath in and out of your body. Eyes closed in a comfortable position and just following your breath as it comes into the nostrils, the chest, and the belly. And back out again through the mouth or the nose. Good. And next, I want you to picture yourself. Visualize, picture yourself when you were a child. So it doesn't matter what age, just whatever age comes in. Maybe an age where you know that you had a specific trauma or where you just had a really hard time in your life. A time when you weren't feeling loved, you weren't feeling worthy. And if you can't think of a certain time or a memory, that's okay. Just whatever age pops in, just picturing yourself as a child or even a teenager. Good. And next, I'd like you just to silently begin speaking in a kind, compassionate, loving way to this part of you. Letting it know that despite what it, he or she experienced growing up, maybe it was verbal abuse, maybe it was just feeling like you didn't get time, you didn't get loved the way you wanted to. Maybe you had some really bad things happen. Maybe you were teased at school. Whatever it is that made this part of you feel unlovable and unworthy. Right? Just begin to speak very gently and compassionately to this part of you, letting it know that you're sorry that it experienced this or didn't get what it needed or wanted to feel loved and worthy. And letting it know that whoever it was that made you feel unloved and unworthy, that it wasn't about you. It wasn't about you. Whether it was a parent, another adult, maybe it was a peer at school, whatever they said or did that made you feel unlovable or unworthy or shamed. Letting this part of you know that it wasn't about you. They were also struggling with their own self-love and worth. Even the people, if you were abused, that abused you, they were struggling too, and it wasn't about you. They didn't treat you this way because you weren't lovable or because you weren't worthy or good enough. They treated you this way because they too struggled with self-love and worth. And they were just taking it out on you. They didn't know any better. They were doing the best that they could. So continue to breathe and just letting this part of you know that you're sorry, but it wasn't about you. And just feeling in your body what's happening as you're doing this mini healing process. Perhaps putting your hands on a certain part of the body, a part that might feel pain or tightness or tension. It might be in the chest, maybe the shoulder, maybe some other area of your body. Just putting your hands there where you're really feeling some part of your body is talking to you. And if any emotions are coming up, shame, guilt, 
sadness, maybe anger is coming up. That's okay. And just let it come up. Just breathe it in. Accept that it's there. Let yourself feel it and breathe it out. Just continuing to feel in your body, talking to this part of you. It's really showing up and parenting and loving this part of you, listening and and soothing and comforting this part of you, just like the parent you wanted would have done. And whatever emotions are coming up, whatever's happening, know that it's okay. Just accept it and have compassion for it. And then beginning to tell this part of you that has felt unlovable and and unworthy the truth. It wasn't about you and you are lovable. I love you. You are lovable. I accept all parts of you. You are worthy just being born. You don't have to do anything to prove your worth. You don't have to please others or work so hard anymore in order to get love. I love you just the way you are. I love you today not doing anything. And there are no mistakes and we don't have to beat ourselves up for the past anymore either. We're releasing the past, releasing any shame, guilt, or blame related to the past things we did or didn't do. And again, as you're speaking to this part of yourself lovingly, compassionately with these kind, loving words, just continue to feel into your body what's happening. Placing your hands wherever you feel something in your body. If crying is happening, that's okay. Let yourself cry. Crying is very healing. Continuing to breathe and feel. And just doing that for a few more moments. And then when you're ready, you can end by breathing in love and compassion and gratitude for yourself, all parts of you, and breathing out anything that is not loving, emotion, belief, self-judgment, self-criticism, and breathing in self-love, acceptance, and gratitude, And again, breathing out anything that is not loving. Shame or guilt or blame. Patterns that are not loving. The 3P pattern. Belief system. And just doing that several more times. All right, and when that feels complete to you, you can just, again, slowly come back to the room, feeling your body supported by the surface, gently opening and closing your eyes. Ooh, I don't know about you guys, but I myself, um, whenever I take somebody or group or one-on-one through a healing practice, it, it does something for me too. Um, I'm feeling in my chest right now just a lot of heaviness and, like, tenderness and sadness. Like, ooh, that part of me really needed to hear that today again. 
no matter how far along you are on your self-love journey, your healing journey, there's always deeper layers, always deeper layers. So I'm going to open up um, for a few questions and or comments, and I'd love to hear from from you guys today, even how that process felt for you and, and any shifts that you experienced. If you're on the phone, you can raise your hand by hitting star two on your phone. And if you're on the webcast, you can submit your questions or comments in the box. That can take a little bit longer. So if you can raise your hand on the phone, star two, um, I, would love, I would love to hear your voice today. And I know some of my clients are on the phone, and sometimes it can be scary to share, but um, I know those of you who are here want to be coaches and healers as well, so this might be your opportunity to be brave and to share. And you know who you are, um, <laughs> Laura and Christella, and I see a few other of you on the call today, too. So I'd love, love to hear from you, star two on the phone or in the box, webcast, and just sharing even your experience. Um, I know some of you have been working with me a few years now, and even just sharing your experience of how you've grown in the area of self-love and worth would be awesome. All right. So be brave. And uh, let me head over to the webcast first. And then I will head over to the phone. All right. So um, Carrie says, thank you so much, Tanya, for that self-healing, self-loving process. I felt deep pain in my low back. Mm. And what's interesting, Carrie says, is I have been really struggling with beating myself up over money issues. And I know that low back problems have to do oftentimes with money and money fear. By the end of the meditation process, I felt a shift and there was definitely less pain. Thank you. Whew, yeah, Carrie. Um, yes, you are, you are on the mind-body healing train. And um, yeah, low back pain often has to do with money fears or money issues and and not feeling supported. Um, so I'm happy to hear that you were able to release some of that. I'm feeling it was probably guilt and shame around money. And moving forward, you know, really reflecting on and asking yourself, you know, you know, past is the past. What can I do today and moving forward that I can really be more conscious with my money, both with spending it, um, perhaps giving it to others. And even I get that you might need to ask for more money, um, a raise, perhaps. Or if they're not willing to give you a raise, look for a job that will pay you more um, is, is what I'm getting. Um, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And Laura says, the process is exactly what I needed. I had a lot of pain in my shoulders and was carrying a lot of burdens from work this week. It was not a fun week, but today I am doing much better. I have dedicated my morning and day to the therapeutic meditation process. I felt like I was able to release a lot of those burdens and superwoman tendencies from the, from the week. I have stopped clenching my jaw, too. I have a lot less pain in my shoulders now. Woohoo! <laughs> awesome, Laura. I am so happy to hear that you're able to release some of that. And for you, sister, is really um, really reflecting on, too, and looking at what made the week, you know, what were those burdens you were carrying, and how can you not pick them up in the future, right? How can you not have those burdens and feel that pain and that tightness or whatever it was? You know, what, what do you have to do with your superwoman? Because she's the one that kind of takes over and takes on the burdens, the weight of the world. So what can you do to work with her on a daily basis, whether it's um, the guided therapeutic meditation practices specifically for 
superhuman or superwoman syndrome, um, whether it's first thing in the morning having a little talk with your superwoman and letting her know that, you know, you don't have to carry the weight of the world. You don't have to take on everyone's stuff. You don't have to do everything alone. You can ask for support. Um, and I have a feeling there's a little perfection in there, too. So maybe speaking to your perfectionist, too, first thing in the morning and then maybe again midday on your lunch break and or doing a guided meditation practice for those on your lunch break as well, the shorty practice, and then do the longer one at bedtime. I think those things would be helpful to add to your um, daily self-love, self-toolkit. All right, and I'm going to go over to the phone lines. I'm going to unmute Christella. Hello, Hi. Christella. Hi. Hi, How's it going? Great. Um, I just want to thank you for, um, I have been working on a lot of self-healing um, for myself. Um, shame, blame, guilt, and I, you know, I'm really grateful, you know, that I'm getting past some of the hurdles. I call it hurdles or some of the mom stuff, um, feeling guilty. <laughs> and, <laughs> so I, I just want to say that that has really is a hard healing process. For me, yeah. So yeah. Uh, that mom stuff, yeah. that, that mom, mom stuff, stuff is pretty big <laughs> for a lot yeah. of people listening. <laughs> especially, especially you know, if we look at M Mother's Day, depending on when people are listening to this, um, you know, this is we're in June right now, and but we just got through with Mother's Day a few weeks ago, and then of course we have Father's Day coming up in a in a, in a week or so. So gosh, it's like this mother and father stuff is really at the core of us learning to heal ourselves, isn't it? Yes. And, yeah. and how, it, yeah, it is. It really is. And, um, and remembering too, that our parents, you know, and a lot of people listening, I know you too are a parent, Christella, um, remembering that parents are always doing their best, right? Right. Yeah, no matter what it looks like, they really are doing their best because they didn't have good role models either. And um, sweetie, how was that process we just did? What did what did that what brought what did it bring up in you, and and how did that feel? Um, the process we did together really has really made me look at and see that you know I there is love out there, and mm. and I you know I don't really I was holding on to what what all the things that happened in my life with my mom and me and yeah. I learned to let go and 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 know I know in my, in my heart that there is love out there you know yeah. and I just have to embrace and move on yeah and that that's the biggest thing in my heart right now is is I was holding on and it it it, it, it took a lot to let go you know, yeah, and the yeah. thing is, I felt that, you know, I always felt that my mom didn't care about me or didn't love me. But I realized my mom only did the best that she can. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And that, you know, so the belief, I believe, that we work with and that a lot of people need to work with is the belief that if my mom or my dad or if my parents didn't give me love and attention, that I don't deserve it, right? Right, right. Right. When the opposite truth is, you know, I am lovable and worthy regardless of what my parents did or didn't do, right? Right, um, right. And, re and really, it's, it's you loving yourself, right? It's filling, it's filling your own cup of self-love and then knowing that there are people. You know, once you start giving it to yourself and realizing how lovable and worthy you are, that, yeah, there's other people out there that can give it to you the way that you the way that you want to receive it, if that makes sense. <laughs> right, right. You know, so. friends and partner, et cetera. And even, you know, and this has been interesting for me, Christella, and maybe something next for you to kind of work with too, is next time you do have a conversation or an interaction with your mom, um, before you talk to her or, ha or meet with her in person, just sending her some love and compassion like energetically. Okay. Sending her, and this goes for everyone, next time you're going to have an interaction 
whether it's on the phone or in person with your parents or maybe somebody else in your life who's been uh, a noble adversary for you, um, someone that's quote-unquote difficult in your life, um, maybe just sending them energetically some love and compassion. And I, I like to do that by putting a hand on my heart. And then in closing my eyes and picturing the person. And then when I breathe out, breathing out, sending them love and compassion. And then breathing in love and compassion for me. And then breathing out again, sending them love and compassion. Yeah, so that's something I recommend for everyone who has, you know, whether it's parents or somebody else in your life that you're having a difficult time with, um, that you're not feeling a lot of love from, um, sending it to them first. And then when you get together with them or talk to them, remembering that, again, it's not about you, right? The way they treat you, it's not about you. And that doesn't mean that you don't stand up for yourself if they criticize you or treat you like crap, right? Um you know, it, it it does mean set some boundaries too, but but just remembering that they need love and compassion too. Sound good? Yes. Awesome, sweetie. Thanks for raising your hand. That was very brave. Um, and you are so welcome for you know, you are just so welcome. It's been an honor to be on your healing journey with you. Thank you. All right. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. All right, you guys. Whew. That was some good stuff today. So, again, just to kind of wrap up, if you guys haven't yet received uh, my free gift, the Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Starter Kit, um, I highly recommend you do. It's the 10 Keys Blueprint, an audio lesson, and a guided therapeutic meditation practice, as well as a bonus class called Creating Your Self-Love Blueprint, where I go a lot more into the things we covered today. And if you're ready to go deeper into self-love, I invite you to check out my self-love and trust program. And if you sign up by Monday, um, you also receive the Release Perfection audio program, which is two lessons and two guided meditation practices that specifically work on those perfection beliefs. So I recommend you check that out and sign up by Monday if, you, um, if you're feeling called to do so, so you can receive that bonus gift. And let's see what else. Hmm. I think it feels pretty complete for today. And if you are listening via iTunes or Podbean today um, or on the phone today and you're not on the webcast, the webcast has all the links and buttons for the things I just mentioned. But if you're on the phone or iTunes or Podbean listening to this later, you can go to tanyapenny.com and click on podcast on the top of the screen or on the menu. And it'll take you to the page that has this podcast episode, all of the free gifts, um, offers, um, as well as the experts that I have on here as well besides mine. So, and as always, feel free to share this with other people in your life that could really use this message um, specifically of self-love and worth. Feel free to share it. And um, you just never know who's going to thank you for doing that. And it might be the thing they're really asking for right now. So whether it's via email or Facebook, just, you know, send them the link and um, share this with them. And thank you, everyone, for showing up today, whether you're here live or you are listening to the replay of Vibrant Body and Abundant Life. And remember, progress, not perfection. Baby steps every day. Healing takes time. Self-love takes time and compassion and patience and practice. And lastly, self-love is not selfish, which a lot of us were taught. It is self-care and it is necessary to heal and also to receive all the abundance you desire, whether it's money, whether it's in relationships, whether it's in your purpose. So have a beautiful rest of the weekend, and I look forward to connecting with you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life with Tanya Penny. If you like what you heard, 
The best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and be sure to leave us a favorable review at iTunes. And remember to visit tanyapenny.com to receive all of your favorite free expert gifts, including Tanya's virtual workshop, The Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Blueprint.